0: Mentality Monsters I'm going to use the word With the Orange Rugby Team Someone pressed that orange.
1: Take it off Liverpool Let's take it off the Reds And let's attach it To the Orland Rugby Team OTB AM Live weekday mornings From 7.30 On the OTB Sports app
0: OTB AM With Gillette Labs Get the ultimate shave Or your money back Neon Night Edition Available now
2: you know that wasn't an all-Ireland
0: winning performance. Probably should have won the game based on their second-half performance. Is it a step too far to say it was the performance so far of the World Cup? Maybe not. OTBAN's performance rankings with Gillette. I'm, I'm, I'm
1: scratching my head. up performances have just lacked that intensity.
0: Woo, we should say Alan Quillins here. Alan, good morning to you. Morning, lads. How are you? Very good. C- Celebratory mood.
1: We're uh, we're. This is now becoming a bit of a habit. We're starting with the green, are we? I think we should start with green, shouldn't we? I mean, let's start in a bit of bit of positivity. It's all gonna be positive, let's be honest. But uh Johnny Sexton. So we've got Lee Halfpenny Wales, four two two. Stephen Jones, four six seven, Owen Farrell, five seventeen. Still could catch it. Johnny Wilkinson, five four six and third. Ronan O'Gara five five seven and a new target of five sixty six. What a man. He uh, he denied doing a jig uh later on in the game after he kicked I think his last his last points of the afternoon. Um but it was a little bit of a jig. It was a little bit of a dance. He enjoyed himself out there and uh he was he was really feeling it. He was singing along with all the the music played over the the PA system in the Aviva after the match as well. He was he was buzzing Johnny Sexton. No reaction when he broke the record. I think it's fair to say Ireland being six 0 down probably helped uh, matters there. He was concentrated on winning the match and winning the match only. But um, what a moment! What a man! Final ever Six Nations outing outing for Johnny Sexton, and uh, what a servant he's been to Irish rugby and Irish sport generally speaking. He was uh, he was fantastic again at the weekend and. Uh, yeah we we, will wish him well as he leads us towards uh, a World Cup victory later in the year to sign off on a high
0: Yeah Quinny I mean it's difficult to find anything new to say about uh, Sexton but it's an all time great of the game an all time great in Irish rugby and (coughs) uh, still managing to be not just relevant but vital at this stage of his career it's an incredible
2: achievement It is at his age uh, the the effectiveness of, of, of not just his leadership but his overall play um, the crossfield kick in the second half for um, was it Robbie Henshaw's try or Sheehan's try? Uh, it
0: wasn't Henshaw's because we don't. Oh, maybe it was Henshaw's because the game was still in the melting pot at that, that stage. It's that a ten nine,
2: Time it? and um, just his overall physicality, and he was involved in a lot on Saturday in a, a really tough game for Ireland. But
0: what a scrum with a choke tackle at one point. Yeah, he
2: did. Yeah, and um,
0: always at the bottom of rocks where you're like, maybe you should not be in there. Just you know. Yeah, but
2: it's, like, ama- it's amazing. Really, at. at, at at his age, to be where he's at. And a lot of it is down to, obviously, natural talent. But, you know, to have that fight and desire and keep making those sacrifices and commitments. He's a young family as well. And um, to have that kind of burning desire, given what happened at the World Cup a couple of years ago, which was so disappointing for for him personally and obviously on the Irish team. um, It's amazing, really, what he's achieved and the longevity of it is uh is, is is unbelievable. The system here allows the Johnny Sexton and the likes of Johnny Sexton to probably um recuperate more and play less games and stuff like that. So it's uh Yeah it's it's a situation. But you still as a player you've got to keep that that commitment and that drive and desire going all the time and it's amazing it hasn't waned in him you know the natural thing in sport is when you get to 34, 35, 36 people are kind of um, buying into that narrative that um, you know you have to that's the time to go and you have to leave and you're supposed to leave um, maybe he would have retired if Ireland had a really good World Cup and he might have been gone a year or two ago. I don't know.
0: I think he would have stayed to get to the Lions, but then obviously not making yes, the Lions. Yeah, so
2: those couple of moments like that. And, and obviously, that, that's a big one, Ger. The Lions, um, that was a hammer blow yeah. for him personally. And ultimately, that might be one of the things that's driving him continuously. You know, like. It, well, do you know, it's not even driving him continuously. I think that whole... At the time, anyway, to like... I, I, I suppose it, internally it's driving him, yes. But I think... Um, the rest and recuperation that whole summer, that pre season, um, would give you a, 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 the whole body a reboost. And um, obviously, as I said, the way he's been managed here, but to be that committed at that age and to be, you know, uh, have that that kind of desire to keep going is, is amazing, really. And uh, he's done remarkably well. He's been a great leader. I think Jacob Piper uh, between Owen Farrell and, and Johnny Sexton, because they're pretty similar, aren't they? and their temperament and their fight and their kind of their makeup um he had both telling of them, the referee what to do he had both of them coming at him on Saturday Owen Farrell was worse
0: oh yeah wait, oh, way worse he's feeling his head there and he, uh, if he's feeling his head is that cuz one of your lads clattered him in the head and so that should have been a card yeah but oh, it was it was con- true.
2: it was continuous the whole game um on Farrell was was a lot worse i think you know they both they're both captains they're both entitled to ask some questions but uh for a finish it was just non-stop non-stop
1: you see, at the moment as well, of, like James Ryan, I think Sexton was kind of calling James Ryan over to lift the trophy with him, and Ryan was like, No, nope, lift it yourself. Like, gave him his little his moment to, to kind of be the captain. It was, it was kind of Johnny Sexton's day, wasn't it? It was all about him in, in many regards. We were all waiting for that first opportunity at the post to, to kind of break the record, but the question now is where he ranks in, in terms of our greatest ever sporting heroes, and, and I think. Well let's wait until the end. Well oh, exactly, we'll, we'll see what he what he's going to do but uh, I I don't know did he make the double amount rush more there was a bit of controversy there? No uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, no. It
2: would be interesting to see people outside of rugby who would have a good balanced view what they would think of mm. of him as as you know um as a sports star as, essentially what they would how they would view him um I I just think to be fair he's he's you, you just have to put him right up there with what he 's achieved and the way when you, when you 're captain of your country for a a period like that and and you get that success the standout for me and i don't i don 't want to take anything away from winning a grand slam. The series win in New Zealand was just i keep going back to that <laughs> it was just phenomenal. The English team that won the World Cup in three they went and won a series there won on New zealand soil as well in in two thousand and three. Um, hopefully, it's a good omen for, well, we, for we success did. later in the year. But we had um, Matt
0: Dawson on on uh, Thursday or Friday last week, and he was just like, "Yeah, you've got the 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 bang of our our team off this crowd." And now we haven't got into the game yet. We'll get into that in, in a few minutes' time. But um, uh, Sam Warburton, <laughs> in his piece, I saw Sam Warburton's piece on uh, Saturday. Uh, must have been Friday or Saturday. I was like, "This is actually a bit worrying." Everybody's like shooing us through, but the rest of the world, with the exception of the French, and we'll get to the French in, in a while, um, they are concerned about how good we are at the moment, which is unusual.
2: Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I think they're very complimentary as well, Jer. Because I've said this. When, you know, we, uh, Dave McIntyre and myself for Virgin, we did, um, we did round one, Ireland Wales or Wales Ireland, and the last game so he did the other three in between the Irish games so Dave and myself were on our travels we did Scotland Wales, uh, England Wales and England France so obviously you're in Murrayfield you're in Cardiff and you're in Twickenham while Ireland are playing in the media rooms yeah. and you meet lots of other journalists who are very well renowned journalists, rugby rugby writers um, ex-internationals and um it was amazing how many of them came up chatting in general, um, complimenting Ireland how good they are and it wasn't kind of been patronizing, I think it was sincere, it was genuine and and that's on the back of the results really of going back to the series win um in New Zealand um, November you know beating south africa Australia, Fiji, not in great style to be honest, I think the South African one was impressive, but the thing we probably you have to say here is if 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 Ireland are in France or if they're in South Africa playing them are they different results yeah um, I, I look, and that's the the fine margins between the top five or six I'd say you know that
0: we're going to get to that don't worry we have a we have a we're concerned about <laughs> uh, what's going to... our fixtures in the world cup we start with Romania on the 9th of September then we've got Tonga the week later uh, that's in Bordeaux and Nantes and then we move to Stade de France for the rest of it. It's South Africa on the twenty third of September, so it's three matches in three weeks, and then there's a, a week off, and then we play Scotland in the last game. Hopefully, having
2: um, known already what Scotland might have, well,
0: you know what what needs to happen, we will we will. So there's a know. gap
2: of two weeks, isn't there, between South Africa and Scotland? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. There's a, an off week, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a longer period, which is um, yeah, beneficial if you. Uh after playing against South Africa, it'll be if you pretty. You need to rest f-
0: some bodies.
1: F- physical.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, um, okay, so look in that first one in the green is, yeah. is Johnny Sexton. Had uh, to be, had to be uh, another man that deserves to be in the green. I think is uh, is Andy Farrell. I mean, when you think what he's achieved with this Irish team, and we are all kind of. I'm uh, certainly speaking for myself I was sad to see the end of the Joe Schmidt era he, he achieved a lot with, with this Irish team as well but uh, Andy Farrell has just taken them from strength to strength and uh, even from a psychological point of view everything that, that's been done behind the scenes with Gary Keegan and everyone else um, they're just so impressive what were they fourth the first season Andy Farrell took over in the Six Nations fourth the following year as well then second with a triple crown and now uh, just to cap it off with a grand slam uh, in a World Cup year is just uh, something incredible he's, he's changed everything about this Irish setup. up um, I think in previous years all these injuries would have led to bad results uh, a bit of scepticism per performances but uh, the Irish team just ro- rose to every single challenge that was laid out in front of them and Andy Farrell has to take I think you'll agree lads a lot of credit deserves to be in the
2: green a- shirt sure. immense amount of credit I think for what he, what he's done and probably how he's kind of you know Got hold of this 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 group and and put his own stamp on it. Mm. I think the other coaches have obviously contributed immensely um, in their own individual way. Paul O'Connell, Mike Kat two years ago I think was a turning point for the attack for the team when Ireland played England in in this fixture two years ago. You remember Keith Earls gets a try, the ball is overthrown to Jack Conan, he pops it back inside. Keith Earls scores a great try in the corner. Jack Conan scores another try in the second half. I think they won 32-18 and that was was the day we saw that attack come alive a little bit. Simon Easterby's done a really good job, I think, um, and John Fogarty, so... um, they they can all take a, a huge amount of credit and you mentioned Gary Keegan Shane mm. I think the mental side of this is really important as well and getting the balance right of not just managing a team for Andy Farrell but managing all the coaches um, getting their, their their scheduling right when they train the time they train um, Jason Cowan Cowan sorry the, the fitness coach who's there for a number of years he was there under Joe as well um, the players are very well conditioned. I think their speed and movement on the ground and, and their shape and their physicality and their ability to keep going and finish games strong has, has been very impressive as well. Um, and I think they're able to absorb a bit of pressure and they don't look panicky. They don't look like a team that the heads drop. Um, that hap- That was evident in New Zealand. Um, after the first test, it could have been very easily easy say, well, look, we just got to try and get through two, test two and three. They were unbelievably determined and confident that they could turn this around for the second test. They did that. And, and and then the pressure of dealing with the inevitable. Well, we've won a test on New Zealand soil. We're going into test three in Wellington and, you know, we'll be competitive and we'll get beaten by a score or two and we'll still be heroes coming home. They didn't accept that and um, they attacked that game. That first half in Wellington in the third test for me was the, the best Irish performance, the Irish half I'd ever seen. The three tries they scored, they were sensational and it was 22-3 at half time to Ireland, away from home in New Zealand like that. So um, I think they can be better. I think in a sense that...
0: This might be the bit where we talk about that because the, the first half against England was poor There was handling errors, ball was on the ground, there was knock-ons, the scrum wasn't great. Um, And, you know, part of that is a function of the fact that uh, in rugby, if you're Steve Borthwick, it's not that difficult for you to have a spoiling game plan and improve the stuff. As you said on commentary, I think, you know, you can work on the line speed during the week. It's the easiest thing. You can work on the physicality. And they also picked a much bigger team, a more experienced team, to play in Dublin than they'd had the previous week against France where they were like oh let's just we we'll throw the ball around and see what happens and France cut them open
2: um, numerous mm-hmm. times yeah. their defence was at shock, yeah. shocking in, in, in Twickenham
0: so we should have expected England to be better right but also well,
2: well, I, d- I did and many people did and I put a tweet out on Saturday because I, w- I kind of woke up Saturday going you know, just be mindful going to the game. It more for supporters that this isn't a bit of a jolly here. It doesn't work like this. Yeah, it'd be great if Ireland can win by twenty points, and you know the and fields of Rye be, are yeah. belting out with fifteen minutes to go. But it's it's unlikely that it's going to happen because if you're an English player, coach, manager, you're you're gathering the troops up after last week, and and you're probably having a, a big honesty uh chat um maybe it's player driven the players sit down themselves sometimes that happens when teams lose and they question each other's fight and desire and um you're always going to get a reaction of that energy that aggression that tempo um and they did that there are actually some really good players in that English team. I just think and I think they're going to be dangerous. It's strange.
0: Well, you might not
2: agree when when you go to the World Cup, they'll be quite dangerous, but they brought a lot of fire and I think Ireland uncharacteristically made some mistakes. So
0: that that's the one kind of bit that I mean Farrell um it's funny there was a conversation Farrell and Sexton had at the end where everybody else is like joyous celebration on the field and the two lads are like chatting about some stuff it looks like that might have gone wrong or they didn't seem. They weren't fully in the moment of celebration at that stage. They were still working so they, through some stuff.
2: They, they didn't cope as uh, with that line speed and that aggression, and maybe the breakdown being a little bit messy. I think early on in the game, there was a few turnovers. Polished really easily. The ball was yeah bounced out of a few rocks. Um, Why? Because I think England were good.
1: Nerves. Uh, you got to be nervous for. I don't
2: know. Like if that. I, I think. I don't know if it was nerves, but it can happen any team that maybe, you, you know, you realise. And I've I played in a, the Munster team that was, we were quite really consistent in our, our performances for a period of time. And there is an odd time where you just kind of go, Jesus, what, why is this going a little bit awry? Yeah. Um, it's down to the opposition as well, because they raise their game. So all the hype that was kind of but put on Ireland and the occasion the party atmosphere fair, fair enough there's a mixture Ger, basically okay. what I'm saying the Fra- Ireland being a little bit sloppy no, so by their that, own admission that's the bit right and then. England um, So, is but France,
0: France France would have brought the same pressure if not better and had better players and a more cohesive game plan but still when we were doing our when well, we were doing our murder for France well, no, let me finish this point because when we were finished when we were in, in possession we weren't throwing it behind lads yeah. whereas we were in the first half and Look, it's great that you come through that, but from our perspective, we were just a little bit off. That wasn't because of English pressure. I don't think, like when when the pass is going behind three runners, it's like
2: everything is just a little bit. I off. don't. I agree with you entirely. I don't care what you say, Jer. It hasn't affecting you that whole atmosphere and that party mode and Grand Slam complacency and all weeks. Not even complacency. I just think maybe a percent or two that. This is going to kind of click into gear again, and our the surge of the crowd, and and us being a very good team will, and you see you're one or two passes away from making those scores, and the game being a little bit different, totally, and then managing it better, and the scoreline suddenly is 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 stretching, yeah. stretched out a little bit, yeah. Um, look at the Johnny Sexton one where he takes the quick penalty. We lost the line out up near the line as well. There was there was a couple there that just. But the big thing is they don't panic. Um, the worry is, if you want to look at it a little bit negatively, is is that a template now again to maybe this is the only way you can stop this Ireland team? No, that's not the only way. But this is a way that if you get all this defensive stuff right and this aggressiveness and um, that maybe you, they will be unsettled. I think the other side is of the coin is happening is going to happen here as Ireland will look at this. And probably think um, we can, we need to manage a bit more territory. Uh, there was a bit more space in the backfield. And maybe they needed to put the ball up in the air a little bit. At times, but some of the times the ball broke down, then was when they started to attack, and you felt
0: yeah, the way Ireland are changing
2: gears here, and, and the balls just went loose in the ground. I think it was 17 turnovers in the game, which is pretty high. Yeah,
0: none of us are ever going to watch that game in great detail again because it was like n- <laughs> not very enjoyable. But I, I like it'd be really interesting to see when they sit down this week and watch it again and again and again and again. What are they seeing that they're going to take into the world cup? Because no, that South Africa looking at that going at 10 9. They're not gonna get a man sent off.
2: You you asked me what's different against France. France is a situation where everybody's nervous because we know France are so good. Yeah, and they're gonna rip us and apart from if we don't get ex- everything right and you know, the crowd are kind of really know if they play their part and then it turns into a brilliant game. So it's hard to deal with all that expectation and, and pressure and I just think they were a little bit off Ireland, which hopefully they can look at look back and, and, and um be better from, but overall, you know, I, I was thinking about it afterwards. It was hairy enough in that period in the second half. But are we kind of gone a bit ahead of ourselves that we think we should just kind of wallop England here, and uh, we're kind of dissecting?
0: No, I, I don't think so. I think that um, I, I think that like we were, we're clearly a better team
2: much further down the line than the coaching ticket from England, who we're going to get to in a minute. Um, In their last fifteen games, they've lost two games: one to New Zealand, one to France. So that's why the expectation is there. Yeah. So and that's why the hype is there. And and no matter what happens at the World Cup, in this period of time, right back to last year's Six Nations, they've been incredibly good, consistently. Yeah. Consistently, really, really good. They've had moments, of course, in a match which all sporting teams have. You used the word panic there.
1: Like my cat used that word last week in the press conference. He said, "If England, if or when England reach a point of ascendancy, don't panic." And and they didn't panic. And and sometimes you're dragged down to the level of your opponent. Like England go down to fourteen men. All of a sudden, the game is going to change. But Ireland didn't. Ireland were obviously the performance was going to be dictated by the way in which the game was headed. And once, one thing that lose uh, a man, that that's okay. changes the dictation, dictation we, of the game.
0: Here's the comments coming in. Danny Mac1 says, Grand Slam will live long in the memory as well as freed from desire and repeat. Jesus. <laughs> and not a lot of love for uh, freed from desire. I don't know, everybody's given out about that. I quite enjoyed it. it. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, wind your neck in. Noel Kyle says, any concern how nervous the team were and a lot of players didn't perform? Would we have won if England had 15. So England weren't going to have fifteen for the whole game because their discipline was getting stressed, and that's like the, one of the, things Would that you happens.
2: believe the sending off did not help Ireland? Go on, because I think that was part of it again. That maybe it's going to happen, and that the expectation now is that Ireland really kick on in yeah. the second half. It galvanised England. It's more which pressure. It can do as well. They still have twelve, thirteen guys in the front front field. Okay, you have to work that a little bit harder, and there is there is a bit a bit of space and i think the crossfield kick from Johnny Sexton kind of proves that there was a bit of space in behind for um it's it's try because the last try was Dan Sheehan wasn't it um that crossfield kick up and under was, was there was space there but i think it galvanised england
1: that's a natural segue into the amber because the red card is the amber but the point being what was it a red card in your opinion
2: <clears throat> well it was a red card because the referee gave it <laughs> on the day it have should it been have been a red card I felt, and I still feel, that it's it's hard on Freddie Stewart. Mm. Um, if if you if you go through all the, the the protocols that the referee did, the one one place he got got it wrong, in my opinion, is he said there was no mitigation. Um, for me, the mitigation is Hugo Keenan is when he picks the ball and, and the point of contact. He's he's bending forward. I think I know exactly what Freddie Stewart. He's trying to get out of there and he does make contact with his with his elbow into into, into Hugo Keenan's face, which is clear cut contact to the head. Uh, it's not allowed. You're trying to protect the players in the game, all that, and Hugo Keenan goes off, and his game is over. Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, the play the safety of the player is is paramount here. Um, but we all know that it's. There was no cynical act from from Freddie Stewart. It's no. accidental,
0: and if it this and happens, to Ireland will be. It's probably we'll, we will be pissed off about it. It's, but it's a red card because that's what they're trying. to
2: Yeah, it is. It is a red card with the contact and all that. But I think it's a harsh red card if that makes sense. And yeah. I'm just trying to be fair, and to be fair, Jer, I have always been pretty hard on these. There's no one can accuse me of of saying that. Um, I'm blase about the head contact and all that stuff. I'm really really constantly and i can i know without looking back at things I've said before in different incidents, I know I've been hard on this and I've been very very strict and I'm not um saying that this is okay that 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 it it shouldn't have been a red. I'm just saying it's a harsh red I think it's it could if it was a yellow for me. Would there be a huge debate about it? I don't think so. No. You look at the Antonio one on Rob Herring in France. For me, that's a clear-cut red. Yeah, and there was no debate. It was mass
0: forethought in that one. is like, oh, I'm going to line him up, bang,
2: and and a we- serious impact in that. And I do think that Freddie Stewart is very unfortunate. It's a split-second thing because the ball goes loose in the ground, and you know, does does you can do a still shot of it. The point of contact, Hugo Keenan, who, by the way, for me was Outstanding throughout the championship, Ahem. and it was a pity that um, he had to go off. But um, I think it was a very unfortunate one and, and a harsh.
0: To go back to the point you were making, though, the red card didn't really help Ireland in the immediate short term. Obviously, over the course of the rest of the game, it stresses England and, and tires them out a bit. But uh, what did England do differently after that? Was it, were they just more conservative in their defence?
2: And so, no, they weren't because I just think that there was a little bit more space in the backfield. Um, so normally teams would hold three players back there it was probably two, two and a half at times, and the wingers floating up and down and because of the collisions up front jared the 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 ball isn't as quick i don't think I don't think Ireland's breakdown was as good as we've seen them have it um in the championship and in the past, so the ball is a little bit slower coming out of there uh, at times and then um uh, the first point of contact England were winning a fair few of those collisions. Um, and that makes it a little bit different to go right to go forward and then when they're putting this ball out the back which continuously no matter how many times I and I, and it'd be interesting to ask all the teams that have played Ireland how much they've analysed Ireland and seen that this is um, this is the way they play to get with
0: Why can't how do much? we stop
2: it yeah. it's so hard to stop it because you nearly have to have a shooter coming out, out of the line to get man and ball Because their accuracy and their timing of pass has been really good. So I think that was off as well. There were certainly a couple of times in that first half where one one more pass and it's possibly a try. And England's wingers were coming in to shut off the ball and uh, they went loose at times. So um, that's probably the reason why Ireland weren't able to exploit it. But Ireland had ten clean breaks and clean line breaks in this game. England had one. Mm. The six, but there's two sets of stats done here: some um, Six Nations, and I, I looked at ESPN Rugby as well. Both of those, um, ESPN are saying one line break for England. The Six Nations are saying none. Right. Um, but Ireland had so the defense was incredibly strong. Ireland's defence across the, the, the game yeah well they, they missed then um, but don't break they missed 15 tackles I think three or four of them were when Anthony Watson started bouncing around the place and yeah. went through a few time, uh, one time there in the second half but very, Ireland's tackle count missed tackle count was much lower this, this time I think even in the other games they've been in the 20s um, in missed tackles against Italy and against Scotland which is very high their discipline, Ireland's discipline, was outstanding. OK.
0: We've you kind of done
1: England in red already, so why don't we do hype train here, Shane? Yeah, we might as well. Well, this is certainly one you wanted to talk about, Jer. because are we going to get carried away now? I think we should. Uh, why not? It's a long way to the World Cup. Luck can happen in, in the next uh, six months or so until the World Cup starts in France, but why can't we go there and, and, and expect to win? We expected to win the Grand Slam, and well, uh, we've done he- it. Uh, go on, go on. Bring your negativity to the whole thing. Go on.
0: Why can you not go and expect to win a World Cup where South Africa are lying in wait, where the French coach says we're exactly where we want to be, everybody's going to be scared of us. They're both on our side of the draw. Scotland, OK, we would expect to beat Scotland in France, uh, even on a, a neutral field. We would still expect to beat them. And so you're still looking at a quarterfinal where there is going to be a damaged team who comes through the South Africa game and the Scotland game. And then it's France and New Zealand. And... I'd prefer New Zealand at this stage because they'll be away from home. We'd have a majority in that crowd you would expect in a quarterfinal if we make it there. And I just don't think you can expect to beat New Zealand. You can be hopeful that, again, on a neutral field, uh, we'll be able to use the experience that we have against them. But there's a, a lot to happen if in New Zealand. The, the team too. the team have to expect to win. The team can't go to the match. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that like, um, if we get beaten in a quarterfinal by New Zealand or France, that doesn't mean that the team is suddenly... Uh, choked the way previous teams in World Cups have choked. Mm. We absolutely choked in Japan. And uh, against uh, Argentina, there's, there's mitigation in terms of the injuries and the suspensions that we suffered. But at the same time,
2: um, you know... The, the expectation in sports is intriguing for me. <laughs> so in other words, a team expect to win. And it's a recent kind of a phenomenon, isn't it, in... in I, I never really heard that much when I was playing, not out of a player doing an interview in any sport, in GA in soccer, in rugby, in, um an individual athlete. Um, Rory McIlroy going to play, win an Open. I expect to go out this weekend and win. But we do hear it a lot now from sports people, and it's not being disrespectful or being cocky. It's really a mindset of we what we expect from ourselves. And then you break that back down and say, well, If our forwards perform, if our kicking game is good, if we defend well, there's lots of ifs that go with that. Mm. I met Keane Healy in 2018 after Ireland had beaten New Zealand, Um, or was it 2000 and, yeah, was it November? It was the second or third time that Ireland beat New Zealand. Um, Maybe he was 21, I don't know what year I have, (laughs) but I remember meeting him after Ireland beat New Zealand and I was it was upstairs in the Aviva and we I met him along the corridor he was going doing one of these post-match functions that some of the players have to do and I ended up I, I had to interview him and I ended up chatting to him just kind of before we went on in front of the crowd and I said well how do you feel and um, are you happy and you you just you're not really elated I was kind of alluding to and he said well yeah we, we expected to win and I was like a little bit taken back and then when I chatted to him more and kind of started putting some thought on that myself it wasn't actually being disrespectful because if you don't expect to win you have to find that expectation in the match if that makes sense so actually expecting to win and expecting to perform is actually a good thing it can ignite you and it can make you really stimulated and it doesn't you don't have to find that extra surge with 20 minutes to go and go Jesus, we we're, we're, we might win this. You know, we we might win this, um, uh, and and it, sometimes that can create a desper- desperation if you're not expecting to win. Um, so it's getting that balance right of it not being cocky and being over complacent.
1: I agree. With you. Like Jerry, you, like you don't expect to win every game in a World Cup, but like England lost thirty six 0 to South Africa in two thousand and seven in the pool stages and still made the World Cup final. Yeah, but they were
0: a the any team. Yeah, like they g- played exactly. rugby and, and uh, like they they scrummed and kicked their way to the final. So
1: I, that's a bad role but model. You can like, have it, you can have a bad game in a World Cup and still go far, go deep. You can't
2: in the quarters, though. Is but the just, point. No, just of course, on, yeah. on on the World Cup a lot of teams will be a lot better and they'll get their timing right but and like i the think south england africa,
0: looking like everything south africa have because of what they've done under their coaching ticket at the moment and it's been so controversial nothing has mattered for them after the lions tour really except the next world cup because they now have massive uh, strength and depth we're helping them by giving them access to our best players in every match they play at club level in terms of analysis and um information like I, I, I still would make South Africa the, the out and out uh, favorites alongside France. They're
2: one A and one B. I think France are ahead. I think France are ahead. Home soil is is. There's, it'll take a mammoth task to beat them in in any game in France.
0: And One other thing: the the best team in the world, malarkey in a team sport like this,
2: where it teams, doesn't matter.
0: Teams don't play each other like we we don't play each other in matches that really matter. I think but up the best to team now in the world is the are the world champions.
2: But up to in now, rugby, our, and then afterwards, Ireland have deserved the tag because of our of form is good. What we've seen in the last our, fifteen or sixteen yeah, months.
0: Our <laughs> current form is good, but they don't give out a trophy for that. They give a trophy out at the end of the World Cup and if like you're, the Seven if you're Up Cup. It, is this a, Shane?
1: Which? The 7-up cup that we won <laughs> a few weeks ago. It's all about momentum, Quinny. It's momentum. Yeah. We've got plenty of momentum now as chair would know.
2: But, yes, yeah, South Africa, France will be incredibly strong. England, I, I think England are going to, they could be a real danger. They're on the side that is easier. Australia, Wales could even, you know, get a surge. Who knows? It's all about the timing. And if you get good prep over the summer and you get a little bit of luck with injury, um, if you get the timing right and the preparation right, I think it makes a big, a big, um, a big difference at the World Cup. So, the hype train, I would still be nervous and skeptical, and and possibly our reality is a flip of a coin. And if we get to a quarter yeah, final. and that, look, and you, then if we lose that, I, I, I would they, take,
0: I'd take a flip of the coin this time with this group being in form as opposed to what happened in 2019, which like a, it was such a shit show. Like that, every every single aspect of that thing fell
2: apart. The whole year was you talk about momentum, Shane. That whole year was one bad performance onto the next, onto the next. Finishing up in Cardiff with Wales, uh, you know, trouncing us twenty two seven. I don't even remember that um, blank, in, to I win watched. a Grand Slam, oh, and then the World Cup warm ups. I was in Twickenham, England, put fifty or sixty points yeah. on us. Ross Byrne didn't um,
0: recover until like
2: yeah, three weeks ago. Uh, from an a Ireland perspective brilliant performance against Scotland in the first game if you remember that was a great performance in the wet and rain of that second half
0: in, in, in Japan yeah. It, yeah it turned out that Scotland team were so flaky in retrospect yes. they were they were terrible yeah
2: japan was the that was the one that was nobody really expected given 20 minutes into the game ireland were very very dominant yeah. and had a couple of tries scored um, but it totally unravelled and it came back to...
0: And it affected everybody. Like even, even Sexton in the game against uh, the All Blacks was missing uh, kicks to touch from penalties. And you're like, oh, this is a disaster. And sure, that game was over at halftime. But I guess that's the point is that the, the, we should, I think Shifty Lad was in touch saying we should celebrate this Grand Slam basket as,
2: as a thing in itself. Yes. Yeah, and, well, given it's only our fourth ever, of yeah. course. And
1: let's wait and see how we get on with the World Cup. Um, third of our lifetimes none of you around were in 1948 lads no
0: OTBAM AM live with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back neon night edition available now that is this week's episode of the performance rankings OTBAM's performance rankings with Gillette OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back neon night edition available now